You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show pound for pound the heaviest podcast in fantasy sports as always it's your boys king josh josh the king big rome and the fantasy fish what the fuck's going on guys how's it going all right so we we're here we're here did you get your waivers did you get your guys i'm physically no ill and hurt fish. because i picked up a lot of shares of daniel jones and i didn't feel good about it it was uh I refuse to root for that man, but unfortunately this week I have to root for that man. <laughs> uh, it's not and you know what's funny? Knowing how things go, I, I have him in just about every league I'm in, and he's going to shit the bed. <laughs> he's going to be your, your typical Dan, Daniel Jones. Yeah. And uh, it hurts. It hurts. But hey, guys, welcome in. We got another uh, exciting episode for you. We're going to be talking about your AFC matchups for week Three, getting you ready for the weekend, getting you all pumped up and excited. But first, as always, we have the news and noise from around the league. Starting right off the bat, wide receiver Antonio Brown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was placed on the COVID herpes list. He actually tested positive for it. He needs to have, now he is vaccinated, so he needs to have two negative tests uh, with 24 hours between it. So it is looking extremely doubtful that he's going to be playing this upcoming game. Which is a total bummer because, I mean, he didn't do much last week, but when you lose a, a a big piece of your offense like that, that does affect the offense. So, you know, that's unfortunate. Wide receiver Russell Gage suffered an ankle injury week two, and he's considered week to week. Not that the Atlanta offense, you were that excited about Russell Gage, but to me that's just something to keep an eye on because you lost another piece of that offense, just as we said. Tua Tagovailoa. With the rib injury, he's going to miss week three. So, uh, Jacoby smoked brisket. He's going to be uh, the quarterback this week. So, fire up that Raiders defense because they're actually playing good football. And Miami is not doing well, and now they're even worse. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger has the hurt titty, so there is a chance that he does play on Sunday. But his throws are causing him pain. So, uh, definitely keep an eye on that. That's really about it. I, there wasn't a lot of big news today. Unless you see anything I mean, missed. Odell Beckham practicing in full, according to Mr. Stefanski. Again, I'm taking that with a grain of salt because I feel like I've heard that before. Mm, yeah. Don't believe it. So, Well, it's funny. We'll when, uh, when I was doing the rankings for my end, I don't even know if I should rank Odell Beckham. I was like, what do we on fucking play? I mean... They said he looked good coming into the offseason, but then, look, he missed the last two weeks, so I guess we'll see what actually happens when it actually happens. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, if we come across anything else, uh, we'll just bring it up during the show, but I guess we'll dive right into your Week 3 matchup, starting with the Washington football team at 1-1, one and one, heading to the Buffalo Bills at 1-1. One and one. Over under at 45.5, Buffalo favorite at minus 7.5. You know... Uh, Taylor Heineke, a lot of people were saying that it was going to be a big downgrade uh, losing Fitzpatrick. But, you know, Terry McLaurin looked fucking great last week. So you're firing up Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas. That's it on that end. Other side of the ball, Josh Allen. It, you know, he. 
I still we all ranked him in the top ten because you have to, even though he's not playing like it. But Washington defense, you know, they gave up a lot of points to Danny Dimes and the New York Football Giants. So very well possible that Josh Allen could have this as like his get right game. Get your head out of your ass, play some football. The uh, the backfield over here. So Devin Singletary, you know, we all kind of have him in that RB two three flex category. Although Fish, you didn't rank Singletary, and none of us ranked Zach Moss. So that backfield, are we comfortable playing outside of Singletary? Are we comfortable playing Zach Moss? What do we think? I mean, no. Really. But I'm also not really comfortable with Singletary. Either. Like, if I have to play him, I'm probably pissed. I'm probably yeah. upset. <laughs> I'm the same way. Zach Moss had a good game last week, but it was really just because he had two touchdowns. I don't know if we could depend upon that happening again. He had, I mean, he had eight rushes. That's not bad. But he averaged 3.2 yards a carry. I mean... I don't want to play either of I don't trust either of them is the biggest issue. Yeah, well, I mean, it reminds me similar to Jordan Howard last year for the Miami Dolphins. One rush for one yard and a touchdown. Like, how do you play that? You can't play that. Singletary, you know, if you got to play somebody, you play Singletary. You play Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley, interesting PPR flex option out there. Maybe, kind of, not so much. I would look elsewhere, but, you know, you could do worse. I was the only one that ranked Dawson Knox. I think he has potential. Um, he's been involved in the passing game. No love from either of you guys? No. Nah. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got the Chicago Bears taking on the Cleveland Browns. Both teams are 1-1. One one. Over under at 46. Cleveland favored at minus 7. Justin Fields getting the nod. He's. Oh, I guess we could talk about that news. So Andy Dalton, he's been ruled out. So Justin Fields getting his first career start. Unfortunately, it's on the road to Cleveland, who has a very good defense. And we'll see how that goes. Looks like none of us are interested in starting him right now. Even, you know, honestly, even in super flex two quarterback leagues, I'd still be kind of hesitant to get Justin Fields out there. I mean, he's got some serious upside because he can run. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll take a piece of any running quarterback that's out there, especially in an offense that has some weapons uh, in a two, in a two quarterback league. I'd, I'd be comfortable playing him. I'd be okay. I'd be okay playing him. He got 65% of the snaps last week when Andy Dalton went down, you know, he only completed 60 passing yards with a pick. He ran 10 times for 31 yards. So you're right. You know, you see that rushing upside. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, if, if, if Cleveland gets out to an early league, because that Chicago defense has been not quite the Chicago Bears defense, you know, he could be forced to be hucking the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, we all love David Montgomery. So, one thing that we wanted to, to uh, that I would like to talk about was Allen Robinson. I have him very low this week because of the Justin Fields thing. You and Fish both have him, you know, in a high wide receiver two, wide receiver one range. I got him all the way down in the 30s. I'd play him, but, I mean, I was talking about him in the panico meter yesterday. I'm not I'm not quite loving what I'm seeing. You know, his usage hasn't been quite there. Then rookie quarterback on the road, I'm not interested in Allen Robinson this week. So one of you guys convince me otherwise. 
like we said in the Panicometer episode, Justin Fields is gonna one read hyper target him, and he's getting a lot of targets. He had eleven targets last week. He had four the first week, which was a little bit concerning, but he played ninety one percent of the snaps, eleven targets. He's bound to turn it around, right? And I think that with Justin Fields is going to be better for him than anybody else there because what we discussed the, yesterday. Yeah, I think that I think that his col- what he did in college was choose one receiver and stick to him. He's got one read. He's going to be reading Robinson. Robinson can make Robinson can make a lot of guys look pretty good. Blake Bortles, I'm, I'm calling you out. I just think he's the man. No, I, I guess time will tell. None of us are touching Cole Komet. Other side of the ball, Baker Mayfield. Mm, you, I don't like the matchup as much. You fire up Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt, man. He's he has standalone value. You know, he's he he shares the backfield, but you know, he's like their passing down back. He can also be effective in the goal line. So I love Cream Hunt as well. Odell Beckham, allegedly back. Maybe we'll see. Fish, you didn't rank him. Rome and I, we both have him kind of lowish. I mean, it's the potential's there, the upside's there, especially with with Jarvis Landry out. You know, the the potential for OBJ to get all the looks is there. My concern, I had a hard like I said, I had a hard time ranking him because I don't know if he's going to actually play. Like, sure, he practiced, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play. You know, I want to see that that Saturday report saying that like, yeah, he's going to be a full go. Like, I need confirmation. I mean, if it, yeah. if it's confirmed, I'd probably move him up in my rankings. But for now, I mean, you've already gone two weeks without OBJ, so you're probably looking elsewhere anyways. Like, would you guys be confident? If he, let's say he's a full go, would you guys be fine starting him this week? Yeah, I would be. You yeah. know what? If he's a full go, I since I'm not sure what's going on with Antonio Brown, I would I would probably be comfortable putting him at 20. He's the only fucking guy there. Jarvis Landry's gone. You're telling me he's going to lose targets to People's Jones? And who's the other fucking guy that's Austin there? Hooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin Hooper. Yeah. Yeah, and I only didn't rank him because I read, did my rankings before I knew he was a full participant today, and I thought he was pr- potentially going to miss the week again. I'd have him in that low wide receiver two, you know, higher wide receiver three range, and that could shoot up once we see how good he's looking when he does play. Austin Hooper, anybody interested in Austin Hooper? He plays tight end, right? Yes. No. <laughs> All right, moving on. Got the 2-0 and Cardinals taking on the 0-2 Jaguars. Over under at 52, Arizona favored at minus 7.5, which, you know, I don't know. I'd probably take – actually, I would take I would take that. I'd take Arizona minus 7.5. Kyler Murray, that man is very good at football. You fire that man up and you love it. Uh, Chase Edmonds. I actually think you can play Chase Edmonds. I haven't ranked the highest. I haven't in the, uh, you know, high RB two range. I, I think he's going to be very much involved in this. The Jacksonville defense doesn't scare me. I mean, I know he splits the backfield with, uh, with James Conner a little bit, but he, you know, he had 64% of the snaps. He's their passing guy. You know, Kyler Murray's just hucking the ball down there. I think Chase Edmonds is a strong play this week. I, I, I don't hate it. Um, Deandre Hopkins play that man. Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. It's so tempting because you want, I, I want to tell people you can flex Moore and Kirk. It's a matchup that you could, but it's also it's I don't know. It becomes tricky because they're kind of the same person. 
and who's going to get the targets. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they're, they're used the same. Week one it was Kirk. Week two it was Rondell. You know, your coin week flip. Week three, for A.J. Green. It <laughs> could be. <laughs> he had a touchdown last week. Yeah. Other side of the ball, can you realistically play anybody from this offense? You know, Levi- LaVisca Chenault, he's questionable going into this. Now, he did practice today, but I'm concerned about that shoulder because he, he, mi- he didn't play much last week, didn't he? He missed a lot of the game. And, uh, uh, yeah, he didn't didn't play very much yeah. there. I think you could play either of the receivers, you know, Chenault, Jones, or Shark in a three-receiver league. I'd try to avoid it in a two-receiver league. No. And I still think that you might you probably don't want to, but you probably are stuck with James Robinson from where you drafted him. So yeah, you, kind of, that's kind of a tough decision. That depends upon your roster, really. You guys have him in that RB2 range. I got him, you know, as an RB3 bottom of the barrel kind of guy. Cause I just, I, I haven't liked seeing what I've seen from him. I just, I don't know how I personally couldn't comfortably play him. I have Robinson in a league and he has not touched my lineup after, after week one. Now, would you be okay with playing Marvin Jones or James Robinson as your flex? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, cause they're going to be chucking the ball. Yeah. They're going to be chucking the ball. So I think any of those receivers, I like Marvin Jones. I actually ranked him in uh, – I have him at 32. I, I actually think you can play him. You know, he's he's currently sitting as the wide receiver 16 on the year, you know, getting a lot of targets. He's had 20 targets in the last two weeks, 5 for 77 in a touchdown week one, 6 for 55 in a touchdown week two. Arizona defense giving up a lot of points, but they also score a lot of points. So Jacksonville's going to be in a position where they're going to be hucking the ball an awful lot. So, I mean, I, I right. wouldn't be surprised if uh, Marvin Jones is playable. So, I guess – I guess when I, I still don't want to quit on James Robinson yet. He's averaging almost five yards a carry. Yeah. If what's that dumbass guy's name that coaches that football team? If he could pull his head out of his ass and use him better. Well, the the problem is, I you're right. You're spot on with that because he is he his yards per carry are high. He only he touches the ball how many times? You said 11. it last night on the show. Eleven fucking times. With three receptions in week two, so give this man the rock and try to move the ball. It's instead of putting everything on Trevor Lawrence, which by the way he's fucking crumbling. Use your stud fucking horse in the backfield. Give the ball to James Robinson, and but I get it, man. It's game script. Your defense ain't stopping anybody. Yeah, they got to try to control the clock at some point. Too. Yeah, do the do the New York or New Orleans week one against Green Bay. Just pound sand control the clock, use your running game, because James Robinson and Carlos Hyde could tote the rock, man. I don't know. I still say you look elsewhere for James Robinson. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I just, you know, but... I, I, I'd i still want to look elsewhere, too. Yeah. But if you're stuck... I'm stuck. Quintez Cephas. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, moving on. We got the 1-1 Chargers heading out to Kansas City to take on the 1-1 Chiefs. Vegas has the over-under at 54.5 with them favored at minus 6.5. This could be the game that we thought the Chargers-Dallas game was going to be. I, I think this could be the – I mean, Vegas got a lot of points on the board. I, I love this game, although I'd probably take the under because for some reason I just – I don't know. To me, this could end up very well be a 21-31 to 31 game. But anyways, Justin Herbert, play that man. Austin Eckler, you're playing him. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams – 
Mike Williams could be actually a sneaky, sneaky play this week because he's going to be in that Hollywood Brown type of role from last week. And, I mean, Mike Williams has been playing great football lately. Mm -hmm. I love Mike Williams this week. Now, I did have, you know, obviously have him ranked, you know, lower than Keenan just because I think Keenan has the safer floor. But Mike Williams is currently sitting at the wide receiver five this year. You know, 8 for 82 and a touchdown, 7 for 91 and a touchdown. Could very well reproduce those types of numbers this upcoming week. Jared Cook, I actually think you can play Jared Cook. Now, granted, the stat line at the end of the game didn't say so. But, you know, me being a Charger fan, I watched that game. He had two catches, one of them being a touchdown, called back. So I think they're starting to get Jared Cook very much involved in this game. So, I mean, if you're in a position where you're streaming tight end and you're looking for someone to play, if Jared Cook's out there, pick up Jared Cook. I actually think you can rock that this week. I 100% agree with you. Plus, this this Chiefs defense, they suck. They're not very good. They're letting up a lot of yards per carry. A lot of receiving yards per carry or per catch. They're just not they're not that same defense that was sort of they were kind of sneaky good last year. Yeah. They're letting up a lot of yards. I think this is gonna it might be a huge uh old clipper game. LA, yeah, well you, you and us uh Rome, you and I are, are really high on Eckler. Yeah. Fish, you're I mean you're high on Eckler, but you're also you know I'm outside your top twelve. Why are you do you think like I mean he had nine t- catches last week. I mean he's in, in PPR, half PPR, I mean, that's that's huge. That's what you want out of Austin Eckler. That's what he's done in the past against the Chiefs. Why, like, not not that you, I mean, you're not shitting on Eckler, but you're kind of lower on him. Yeah, I'm kind of lower. I'd have to look, let me check out my other. I think it's more just that I like the running backs I have ahead of him better this week than he should be low. Does that mean, like, I might be low on him, but I kind of like, like, I think I have, like, Running backs like Kamara back. I think he'll bounce back. Chubb, Mixon, Harris, Gibson, all the guys. They're all pretty much bell cow backs that are ahead of him. And he does get a lot of receptions, but I don't know. There's not not really a great reason. <laughs> that's fine. You just like other guys more. That's okay. Other yeah, side of the ball. Really, yeah. The the running back I want to talk about was Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So he was on my panico meter yesterday. Now I have ranked as my running back thirty this week. I mean it, it's the Chargers are definitely a defense you can run or come out of the backfield and catch on. You know Zeke and Pollard, they they were getting it done pretty well against the Chargers. But I just the utilization of Clyde Edwards-Helaire, I just I I don't like it. I really don't. I I don't understand. You know, you guys have him in the twenties, so you know, I mean, is it a health thing? I mean, maybe he's getting healthier now because he was kind of banged up, but. I'm still not quite loving the the Clyde Allaire thing. It's just, uh, especially because you know Tyree Kill, Kelsey out there. You know he Patrick Mahomes seems to be hucking it down the field to Hardman or Robinson this like lately too. They're they're not really running the ball much, so I just I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. They're trying to have Mahomes set records with this extra with this extra game. He's going to set records for passing yards, passing touchdowns, all that shit. Now I, I don't know, man. They really aren't using him. I just he's a number one running back, and I get it. He's not playing like it right now, but that's the reason I've got him at nineteen. So it's kind of just that holdout hope that he's he can kind of get back to what he was doing last year. Yeah, same. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, you know, Hill, Kelsey, 
don't get cute. You're you know you're obviously playing those guys. Moving on, got the one on one Saints taking on the one on one Patriots. Uh, over under at forty two. New England favorite at minus three. This is going to be a low scoring event, guys. It's going to be similar to that seventeen to eleven uh, last week with the Jets and the Patriots. It, it's and it sucks because Jameis Winston, man, lighting the earth on fire that week one against Green Bay, and then came crushing down back to earth last week against Carolina. Um, New England's defense, they're always they're always good. You know, even even when they don't have players, they're always they always seem to be pretty good. But you're not playing Winston. You play Kamara. <sighs> Marquez Callaway, what do we do with this man? Like, is he I dropped Drop him. him. Yeah, I've dropped him in a couple leagues because you know, I, I can't hold out on hope anymore for this man. You know, he was the the preseason darling. He looked like to be the guy. But just on the year, you know, only three catches for 22 yards. That's bad for a single game. Now, granted, it's only two, but just bad. Fish, you're you're my Saints guy. Like, who can you play? And do you want any receivers? Or are we just, you know, do you just no. can you trust? Okay, you know, actually, let me let me stop there. We can't trust any of the receivers. Would you have any? Can you trust Michael Thomas when he comes back healthy? If he comes back healthy. Trust him? I think so. What do you want out of him? Like, where did you pick him up? Michael Thomas wasn't drafted early. So he's probably drafted as a wide receiver th- three or a flex. I think you're fine getting that when he gets back. I don't think you should expect him to shoot up to the production he had in the past. So. But I almost trust him more because it shows how much he's needed in the passing game. Like, you know, we can't trust nobody else. Yeah. Are you interested in either of their tight ends? No. No. <laughs> Other side of the ball, New England. Uh, Damian Harris play that man. James White, I think he could be decent to play in like a PPR flex type league. Ramondre Stevenson, you know, now obviously I think he's like a dynasty hold stash kind of guy, but in redraft, you know, you can you do you can you safely drop him at this point in time in redraft? He's not getting used. Yes. I did. Yeah. If you have the capacity to hold them, like, go ahead. But you should be making waiver claims and stuff on players that are actually getting usage right now. Mm-hmm. And if his usage goes up or somebody gets hurt, he should probably still be available. Yeah. Yeah. Safe to say. Uh, Jacoby Meyer, that wide receiver three flex kind of range. Not exactly a great matchup, though. Like, honestly, I would look elsewhere just because, you know, that, that Saints defense – they don't fuck around. They've been a good defense this whole season so far. So, I mean, if, if you could really look elsewhere, I would. Uh, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, you know, I don't know. You can probably play those guys. You know, t- I would give the edge to Hunter Henry. He seems to be getting more involved. Although, Johnny Smith, it's because, you know, he came into the year hurt. So, who knows? Maybe they'll flip-flop. But, I mean, outside of – it looks like, judging on the rankings, outside of Damian Harris, we're kind of avoiding the New England uh, – skill set yeah yeah the tight end's a tight end if, yeah. yeah they're not the best but you know they're they're decent could be worse all right moving on we got the one-on-one Bengals taking on the one-on-one Steelers Vegas has the over-under at 43 and a half Pittsburgh favorite at minus three you know what I I actually think this is an upset game I think Bengals win this game to be honest I wouldn't be surprised if they do. Pittsburgh defense just quite isn't there. TJ Watts hurt. Their offense is all sorts of banged up. You know, give me give me the uh, the Bengals to win, but that also means some fantasy implications here. Joe Burrow, 
you're probably looking elsewhere for quarterback at this point in time. Joe Mixon, top 10 running back. Love him. Uh, T. Higgins, Chase, Boyd. You can play all those guys. They're, they're all usable options. Tight ends, yucky. Uh, Big Ben got the hurt titty despite, despite a good matchup. You know, like I said, we were talking about it pre-show. I had a hard time ranking this offense this week um, just with the Big Ben injury and, and stuff like that. But a, a player what we want to talk about, Najee Harris. So, Fish, you got him in the top 10. You know, I, I got him in the 20s, so I got him in the RB2 range. Uh, Rome, you got him in, like, the high RB2 range. But, but man, Fish, you were all in on Harris. So, like, like explain your love. Explain that love for that man. I think they're going to have to use him more with Big Ben being hurt. They're probably going to want to run the ball more. He's getting more involved in the passing game. Last week he had five targets, five receptions. He only had ten carries last week, but if he gets, you know, five more carries, same amount of targets, and scores a touchdown, you know, he was a touchdown away from – well, he had a touchdown last week. but Yeah, he had a receiving one. You know, he, the first week he was kind of a touchdown away from a half-decent game, and then this one, that was pretty good. I think that, that with Big Ben's injury, his value just goes up, even if, he, even if Big Ben plays. Well, you know, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit low on him, but, you know, those are all very good points, especially, you know, if Big Ben's titties hurt and he's not going to be hucking it down the field so much. So I think that actually greatly affects Chase Claypool's value. I have him the lowest just because of that. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I have him ranked pretty high still because he's still I, – I think he's still the wide receiver one on that offense. Although uh-huh. with that uh, ankle injury, knee, whatever the fuck he hurt, I'm kind of worried about him. If, if he's out, I'm not touching James Washington at all. Like you, you couldn't even – you couldn't pay me to roster that man. Juju would – I'd raise Juju up because, you know, he's – Juju's been very effective in the slot. Uh, he's actually been doing a lot better. I, I he, He's getting closer to that Juju with – Antonio Brown than that one year where he just shit the bed completely. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I feel like you could play Chase Claypool. I wouldn't really want to. Juju, you know, wide receiver, three flex range, that's fine. But that's, I don't know, yeah, man. It's, it's going to be the story of the year, right? You could probably get away with playing all of them, but you're going to be picking who wins the matchup or the targets share for that game. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, moving on, we got the 0-2 Colts taking on the 1-1 Titans. Vegas has the over-under at 48. Colts are favored at minus 5.5. I'd take the Titans. I think the Titans can win this game just because the Colts haven't really shown me anything that impressive. Especially, like, if Wentz doesn't play, then, yeah, the Titans are going to win this game. But, anyways, you're not playing Wentz. Jonathan Taylor, you can play him, obviously. Naeem Hines, you know, flex-ish. Uh, Michael Pittman, we all kind of have him that wide receiver three flex range. Uh, I actually ranked Jack Doyle. I, I think he's a decent flyer, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think you can do worse, but, you know, he was getting involved last week. Mo Cox is never going to be a thing, despite him being the largest man on earth. They really should. I don't know why they don't have more involved. But, you know, last week Doyle had eight targets. He went five for 64. So, you know, that's kind of what you want. from your, Like, if you don't have, like, your Kelsey Waller type tight end, you want the, you know, five for 60 and a potential touchdown. Yeah, I'd take that. You know, get get a good six-plus points from your tight end. 
Other side of the ball, Ryan Tannehill. Oh man, breaking my heart. You're, you, I am so mad at Ryan Tannehill because I had to pick up Daniel Jones in a bunch of leagues. I actually have him ranked at quarterback 18 this week, but all of us have him outside the top 12. So, I mean, I, I think we're all kind of in that same thought process right now where it's a, uh, we thought it would get better with the addition of Julio Jones, but they've taken a step back because they're not doing the play action. So, I mean, if you can find options outside of Tannehill, you might want to go that route. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that that prove it game, or at least maybe Julio Jones going off. But well, I mean, Tannehill he he had the yards last week and he threw it 40 times, which you do like to see. You know, at 347 yards, but no touchdowns. Now he should have one. That Julio Jones touchdown should be one. And then I wouldn't feel so bad about rostering Tannehill in, you know, preseason. All my love was going to Tannehill telling everybody to draft him because you can get him late. But, I mean, although last year, let me see if I can find it. I'm pretty sure last year he he had one. Yeah, he had a slow start last year, but then he had the consistent play towards the end of the year. So, I mean, maybe this could be similar to that. But, I don't know, this week I'd... I hate to say it, I love Tannehill, but go elsewhere. Derrick Henry, goddamn, 35 carries last week? Jesus. Good Lord. Yeah, play that man. You play AJ, you play Julio, that's it. You're not getting much out of that. A game I'm actually kind of excited about, curious to see what goes on. 0-2 Jets taking on the 2-0 Broncos. Broncos are actually my pick for Survivor this week. Um, I think we all, we were we all successful last week in Survivor? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Uh, Vegas has the over under 41 and a half. Denver favorite at minus 10 and a half. I, you know, the Jets can, I mean, Corey Davis, that might be the only player you can play for the Jets. Like Ty Johnson or, or Michael Carter. Like Michael Carter seems, now it looks like Michael Carter is the running back you want to roster. But, I mean, do you want to play outside of Corey Davis? And Corey Davis to me is even kind of a stretch right now. Zach Wilson looked terrible, and I'm afraid that that confidence is now shaken. Denver's defense is pretty good. It's tough to play in mile high. You know, what? Where do we go? I'd pass on that. I I just need more consistency to to play him. You probably could in a pinch, or if you really felt confident, I would look elsewhere though. I just want that Corey Davis from Week One. You know, 97 yards and two touchdowns, but. Yeah, those were garbage time for the most part too, though. It was. It was all in the second half, but so it's kind of like, yeah, that's still potential. The potential is still there, but I, I don't trust it. Yeah. Other side of the ball, Teddy Bridgewater. I actually think you can play Teddy Bridgewater this week if, uh, you know, if you're streaming a quarterback or if you have, uh, if you have Tannehill and Bridgewater's out there, pick up Bridgewater. You know, I, I think he's he's a good play this week. You know, the Jets defense doesn't scare anybody. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Looks like we all ranked him about the same. You can play both of those running backs. Uh, I mean, the only thing that kind of sucks about it was Melvin Gordon, 59% snap rate. Javante Williams, 41% snap rate. Um, although, you know, Williams might very well get the cleanup duty if uh, if they get out to an early lead and they're just killing that clock because he's got the healthier legs. Gordon is always kind of banged up. So, I mean, I, I, I like both running backs this week. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Give that man a raise. I mean, I think he's ready to rock and roll. Although Tim Patrick, I am the only one that's high on Tim Patrick. You guys show no love to Tim Patrick. I don't like him at all. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's Sutton. It's going to be Sutton 
and I'm I'm waiting for that KJ Hamler. I think that he's I think he can bring a lot to the offense. If especially if Bridgewater changed his play style where he can now start hucking it downfield. Man, look go look at his college tape. He can huck it downfield. He's got guys like Hamler, like Sutton that can go up and get it or just outrun people. I think Hamler's gonna be the guy. Tim Patrick, he's your red zone. He'll be your red zone animal. I, I get you on that one. He's kind of touchdown dependent. I mean, week one, three reception or four receptions, thirty nine yards, t- touchdown. Week two, three receptions, thirty seven yards, touchdown. I mean, you could probably play him, but you're probably going to be dependent upon a touchdown. Mm. You know what? This has nothing to do with this matchup, but I have some breaking news right here from ESPN. Derrick Henry's record of five hundred and two yards in a single game was broken by a young man named Caleb Wagner who ran for 535 yards. What so when we start that Debbie fuck? League, my 101. <laughs> but anyways, oh, yeah, I, I like Tim Patrick. I mean, granted, he's not getting all the targets, he's not getting all the looks, but he's getting touchdowns. You know, and it's Teddy Bridgewater. He's finding that relationship with him towards the end zone. I mean, Cortland Sutton's clearly the man. Last week, it showed the confidence in that knee. Love to see that. I'm, I'm super excited for Cortland Sutton because I – you know, that he was looking to be a stud, then he had the bad injury. And despite having a bad quarterback, you know, Drew Locke and whoever the fuck else was their quarterback. So, I mean, I, I like that, but I, I still like Tim Patrick. No font, you play that man and you enjoy it. Our final game that we're going to be breaking down tonight, we got the Miami Brissettes taking on the 2 0. Las Vegas Raiders over under at 45 Las Vegas favored at minus four, which I would 100% smash the minus four. I mean, how do you not that? I, I think they're going to completely shut the guys down. You know, you got Brissett the quarterback. So, I mean, for the Miami team, would you really play anybody on the Miami side of the ball? Anybody, anybody. I mean, I'd be okay with Gaskins. I've got him I've got him at 23. I think he's he's okay. I don't really like any of their receivers. How how or their tight end? How could you with Brissett throwing the ball? Brissett without that without that Indianapolis offensive line is not the same cat. Not the same cat. But I think Miles Gaskins they'll probably lean on him pretty hard. And I just I can see this being a, a much more Grind it out game. It's a grind it out game. Yeah, I mean, it, it could go that route. I mean, Gaskin, I, I think you, I mean, in a pinch, he's an okay flex, especially because he is the pass catching running back in that backfield. And Las Vegas putting up points. Derek Carr, surprisingly, is the, the league leader in passing yards right now. But, Fish, were you going to say something before I rudely interrupted you? No, I, I, you pretty much covered it. I mean, I might have to start Jalen Waddle in a pinch here, but I not I don't want to. You don't just, want to. I'm I'm, I'm I'm out of options. That's how I felt about Daniel Jones. I have to play him in a couple of leagues, and I don't want to, but I kind of have to because I can't fucking trust Ryan Tannehill. But Fuller's back this week, isn't he? He is, but I'm not interested in him yet. I'll tell you what, though. Just I I didn't rank him, so obviously I'm not either. But he fits Brissett's play style. Because I think his play style, he just wants to chuck the ball. He's got that Florida Gator in him that he just wants to chuck the shit out of the rock. And that's what Fuller does. 
Fuller can run under it and go get it until he uh, pops a hammy. Waddle could do that, too. He's a speedster. He could. He could. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, Still fucking gross. I wouldn't be surprised if they catch, you know, Vegas with their pants down for a series or two because they're going to be laughing at the fact that they're playing Jacoby Brissett. But, I mean, he had his moments last year when he was the quarterback for the... Or two years ago when he was the quarterback for the Colts. You know, he, he had his moments, so it, it could be worse. But realistically, my personal opinion... Outside of Gaskin in a pinch, don't play anybody in Miami if you don't have to. Yeah. Um, it's just that it's brutal. Other side of the ball, Derek Carr. I think you know it's surprising to me because you wanna you wanna say that you can't play Derek Carr because like you know outside of Waller they don't really have a lot of receivers or whatever. He's a quarterback ten on the year right now. He leads the league. He has eight hundred and seventeen passing yards. Only in two games. You know, he's four touchdowns. He's only thrown one pick. I mean, he's getting it done, and he's gotten it done against good defenses. Now, Miami is another good defense, but, you know, he's at home. I, I don't hate it, but, you know, like, again, hey, if you're the Tannehill owner out there, cars out there, pick up car. You know, if, it's, it's not a bad matchup, even though I haven't ranked the lowest. Uh, running backs, I did not dra- uh, rank Josh Jacobs because he didn't practice again today. And. There's a good chance that he's not going to play this week against uh, against Miami. Now, Kenyon Drake, I ranked him the same rank that you guys had Josh Jacobs because I feel that Kenyon Drake's going to be this. Even though Peyton Barber was like the quote-unquote starter of the game, 71% of the snaps went to Drake, 29% went to Barber. So I, I think you can play Drake. I mean, even more so if Jacobs is out. I just don't think Jacobs is going to play this week. I mean, I'm hoping that he does. It's it's turf toe, I know, which is a problem, but uh, I don't know. He also, I don't feel like he practiced all before week one. You always hear he's always that guy that's injured, but he gets out there and he'll play, except for last week when he didn't. So I'm I'm thinking that he will, but if it's not, yeah, light up Kenyon Drake. You're right. He's he's not off to a good start though, missing today's practice. Obviously, something to keep an eye on it with the practice reports and stuff like that, but um. But you know, I, I'm just I'm not I, I I don't expect Jacobs to play. Uh, Fish, you got something? I was gonna say the same thing is if he plays, I'm I'm still fine with having him right where he is, kind of a flex play. But I'm also fine with moving Kenyon Drake up to about that same ranking. Does that hurt you to say that play. because you hate Kenyon Drake so much? Yeah, it's fucking gross. <laughs> uh, wide receivers, so Rugs and Edwards. You know, I wanted I didn't rank either of them despite the somewhat decent matchup cuz I just my problem with the the Vegas okay cuz obviously their wide receiver 1 is Waller and their wide receiver 2 their is wi- Waller. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Their wide receiver 3 is even Waller. But then there's the wide receiver 4. <laughs> now, I don't know if it's going to be Rugs, I don't know if it's going to be Edwards. I give the edge to Edwards, but Rugs had that walk-off touchdown last week, although Edwards had a touchdown that got called back. So that, I mean, it's, I mean, who would you, if you had to, if you were forced to start a wide receiver for the Raiders, who would you pick? Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I've bought into the Brian Edwards thing. I've been following him since college when he played for the Gamecocks. I thought, I thought he's a stud and I think he, I think he can be, he's the closest thing to Darren Waller in size wise. 
Mm-hmm. So I think I think Carr, there's a comfort to that in Carr, obviously, because he peppers him. Waller with so many of these goddamn passes. I think Edwards can be that safe net as well. I just rugs rug. You said the same thing about about uh, Waddle. He can knock you off over the top. They're the same guy. They came from the same goddamn program. They're both Bama boys. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's a knock the top off guy. But when you're that, you're very touchdown dependent. Because you're only going to get maybe one to two catches in the game. Yeah. Go ahead, Vish. I'd, I'd want Hunter Renfro. <laughs> you know what? Over he's getting bo- I'm targets. not even kidding. I'm, I would rather him over to both the two of them just because he's getting targets and he seems to be a little more dependable. You know, Re- I wouldn't want to play him, but if I, if I had to pick one, Renfro is one of those wide receivers where he's only rostered in 16% of leagues. But, I mean, on the year so far, he's got 16 targets, you know, 11 catches, 127 yards. So, I mean, it's nothing to write home about. He's wide receiver 44 on the year. I mean, he's always available. That's the thing. It's funny. is if He's available in probably every league that I'm in, which is fine. But like kind of like what Fish said. I mean, I, I wouldn't hate it. But He's a touchdown-dependent wide receiver three, right? If he scores a touchdown in either of those two games, he's a wide receiver three. He hasn't done it yet. But, but he could. Yeah. Then obviously you play uh, Darren Waller because you're fucking crazy if if you don't. I guess we got a little bit of time here. I'm just gonna tackle a couple listener questions. Uh, okay, question one. I hate trade questions because I don't know what the rest of your team looks like. But would you trade Joe Mixon and Antonio Brown to receive Keenan Allen, Chase Edmonds, and Kareem Hunt? Hang on, let me write this shit down. Give it to me one more time. Joe Mixon and Antonio Brown, and you would receive Keenan Allen, Chase Edmonds, and Kareem Hunt. My, I gonna... probably would. Because running backs with all the injuries and stuff, I'd probably take that trade. Yeah, but Joe Mixon's solid. But yeah, so I'm is, keeping Mixon. I think, I think that's a fair trade, but I'd probably want to keep Mixon. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with the trade, but... This is like in a vacuum, right? So we don't know the rest of your That's roster. The thing. I need to know. And we also don't know who you have to drop because you have to drop somebody to make that trade, right? Yeah. And that, you know what? I was going to say that. That's actually the next point I want to make. So remember, if even if someone's offering you two players for three or two for one, whatever, remember, you have to drop somebody. So then you have to think about it as, okay, so I get these two players back or I'm getting these three players, but then I have to give away these two plus one. So think about it like that. But, you know, another question here, Allen Robinson for Mike Williams and Brandon Cooks. I would 100% take that trade. Absolutely, me too. Yeah, I know somebody that wouldn't. That It's ridiculous. That's a great trade. You're damn right it is. It was my trade. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that's the... the okay. Um, a lot of fucking... Trade questions. I again. I don't like. Don't send trade questions. I don't like that because I don't know what the rest of your team or league looks like. Or, or just send your whole roster. Yeah. Like a picture of it, and then say the trade. And I don't care about the other team's roster so much, but then we can see like if you really need help with the position or not. Right. That's gonna make a big difference if we say yes or no to a trade. You know what? Actually, that reminds me. I, I also one thing I wanted to touch on too because now that it's Wednesday, so waivers already ran through. Look to see who was dropped in leagues. Because right before the show started, 
we were talking to I in one of the leagues I'm in, someone dropped Jalen Hurts. Now I have Kyler Murray as my quarterback, so I don't really need Jalen Hurts, but I'm okay with rostering players so no one else can have them. Or I could use it as trade bait to someone else. So trade bait or insurance yeah. for an injury. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Like if I have Jalen Hurts for Kyler Murray's bye week, that's fine. You know, I don't hate that either. But especially because if I didn't roster another quarterback, now I'm looking to pick up a streamer for the week and I'm picking up, you know, Ben Roethlisberger or Taylor Heineke on a on a a, a bye week or something like that. Oh, here's a good question. Rest of season, who would you rather roster, Trey Sermon or Tony Pollard? Me personally, Pollard. I think Pollard has standalone value. I don't know. That San Francisco backfield is so disgusting to me that even though Pollard does – have a small portion of that backfield. We know what he is and he's very much involved. Sermon hasn't really played yet. Rome, you're my Niners guy. Yeah. And I'm your Niners guy and I'm fucking taking Pollard because you do, you know what you're going to get from Pollard. It it could, unfortunately it can vary because if Zeke's having a game, they're going to go with the hot hand. But at this point, man, Sermon had one fucking carry and, fumbled the rock and nearly paralyzed himself. I, they've also they've added so many fucking guys off of off of the uh in real life. They've added fucking Chris Thompson. I saw that to their practice squad today. I'm telling you right now they better sign if they sign Gurley, I'm a happy man at least for 4 weeks until he gets hurt. But they've just brought in so many other people. Lamar Miller, all these other dudes. And it's just there's too much going on as opposed to a solid handcuff to if a guy goes down, Pollard's going to be the fucking man. Yeah, I'd agree. Sermon's already got health concerns. He's got concerns with how much he's being used. Like There's there's no reason to think that Sermon's going to be used more than Pollard's being used. So, so I'd take Pollard all the way. At least you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, well, plus, like, you know, with, with Paul, if Pollard, if, if you're starting Pollard, you already have your expectations not that high on him, but you know he's got a, he's going to get you 20 rushing yards and, you know, four catches for 30 yards. So you already know at least you have a decent floor with him. So, yeah, 100% go Pollard. But I think that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. I think this is a pretty good place to stop. So thank you so much for listening, guys. We appreciate the love and the support. Uh, tomorrow's episode, we'll be talking about your NFC matchups for week three, getting you guys all pumped up, amped up, juiced up, filled up with content for the weekend. But again, thank you so much for listening, guys. Get us on social medias without your trade questions. Those are terrible. Don't send trade questions. I don't like those. But anyways, send in your questions or get us on the socials. I'm sorry. At filthy F ball show on Twitter. At Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much, guys. We'll hit, talk to you tomorrow. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>